Thank you for joining Analytics Today, a podcast series that focuses on big data and analytics and the latest trends in digital world. I'm your co-host, Jeremy Roberts, and with me always is Samir Khan. What's up, Samir? Hey, Jeremy. How's it going? Fantastic. It's hot. Awesome. I know. It's hot, man. And it's good for my company. It's electricity and you know everyone's consuming it, so that's great. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it is. It is very hot. And how was your hottest vacation like thailand i went i went to thailand in, in the summer and it was fantastic got to see a lot of family awesome. got to eat a lot of great food got to do a lot of the beach stuff be a tourist for a little bit it was fantastic the hard part is when you go there um you can ease it's a 12-hour difference so central time zone is you know whatever it is it's a complete 12-hour difference over there so going there you can adjust in one day coming back I think it took us all almost a week to, to yeah. get back and you're just suffering, yeah. exhausted. Yeah. Exactly. It's so, weird. It's weird. Yeah, I, I yeah, completely so, get it. What's interesting about this summer, and, and I know we talked about this too, this today's podcast has to do with something that happens almost to everybody in the summer. Your kids are at home, you have time to relax and all these different things, and all of a sudden you're thinking about a new job, right? You're thinking about, should I change my job? What's going on? And today's podcast is the number three of a three-part series about landing that big rock star digital dream job, dream yeah. job, right? Yeah. So the first, the first one we did was your resume, getting the interview, how to prep for it, how to build your resume, how to build your LinkedIn profile. That was a great one. The second yeah. one was you get the interview, you walk in the door. How do you do the interview? How to respond to questions? What do you answer? How do you answer? And so on. Now, where this picks up is you just left the interview. You shook the person's hand. You asked that really great question. What is, you know, you ask the question of, thank you for the opportunity to interview. Um, is there anything in this interview that made you feel like I was not the best candidate for this job? And if so, is there anything I can still tell you to help you consider me for the position, right? You ask something like that, the closing sales question, right? Even yep. though you're not. Yep. So you ask that question, you walked out the door, you're driving home and stuff. Now, what do you do? What's the first thing that you do? Do you, do you immediately panic and call them up and ask them how long it's going to take for them to get back to you or what happens? Like, what do you do? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, you know, and I'm pretty sure you have some perspective and color around that as well. Like, so my thought is, once you are out of the door, you have confirmed with them and they say, oh, usually it's going to take like a week or two weeks. We have other interview candidates that we were going to interview. Sometimes, in my experience, it happens rather faster and you may get a call next week if you were like really awesome and then everything went really well. Uh, or sometimes it may take a couple of more weeks as they're evaluating more candidates. So don't freak out. Uh, my, uh, my thought is one touch per week after you have delivered your interview is a good thing to do. So every week, week following, yeah, one, you know, every week, so four touches. Um, so every week uh, you email them and um, ask them like, what's going on? And if they say, oh, you want to do a phone call, let's do a phone call and do that for four weeks. Uh, I think it's a good uh, way to, after four weeks, I feel like if they're, unless there's an internal issue that is causing them to get back to you, then there could be a lot of internal issues. Uh, Usually, in within the four weeks, you will know that whether yeah. you're selected or not, right? Whether you're going to get an offer or not, either it's going to be a verbal offer or however 
it's going to look like. I don't think it should take more than four weeks unless it, I've been in a situation where I, I, I ended up in some internal stuff that was going on in the company and I was trying to hire this person. It took me a year <laughs> to, to complete the whole process. Obviously, the person who was really interested in that we want to hire left and you know, she was no longer available, so we had to find another person. But there could be some internal situations where you can land up in a longer hiring cycle. I would say usually it's four weeks. Okay, good, good, yeah. So in that email, be nice, be very courteous, be very formal. You don't have to use a lot of jargon. Just come out and say, hey, this is Jeremy. You know, I really had a great interview. I just wanted to check in to see if there's anything else you need from me. I um, just wanted to check on the status of my candidacy. That's it. Right. That's it. Not, nothing crazy. You don't have to go into soliloquy. You don't have to add more reasons why you should be a good. That's just being desperate. Right. Yeah. No, I, I would say exactly like Jeremy said, very uh, straightforward. And Hey, I'm just trying to follow up from an interview. I really enjoyed talking to so-and-so and I feel I'm going to be able to deliver the value in this area. Um, that's your expertise is. Uh, and looking forward to the next steps. And then following me, you can say, hey, you know, I'm just trying to follow up. I know it's been a couple of weeks, uh, you know, so I'm just uh, interested in knowing, like, what are the next steps and, you know, if I should be looking forward for another interview or what have you. Uh, so that way you can be very subtle, very professional, and straightforward and direct and asking the right questions. Okay, cool. So let's say they do decide they want they want you, right? They're going to give you either a offer, right? Or a formal offer. Yeah. Each one, don't say, don't go and quit your job. Don't be that person that quits your job before anything. Nothing happens until you physically get the piece of paper in your hand, right? Or digitally. Or, or digitally. You have to have that paper. You have to see it come through an email or you have to somehow see it, usually, obviously through an email. Let's say you get it and it's the number that you did not expect. How do you respond back? My first thought, and I'll let me go first and I'll let you go. But so yeah, you okay. get a number that you did not see. Let's say you knew there's a commission or not. You knew there was a bonus or not, whatever. If it's not the number you want, how do you respond back and say, um, this is a little bit low? Uh, in my mind, you can say it. If you don't never ask, you'll never know. But you have to come out very nicely and courteously and say, Thank you for the offer. I'm very excited about this opportunity. This was always my, you know, one of my dream jobs and I've always wanted to work for this company and all this other BS, right? But then you say something like, um, you know, just looking at the average salaries for this position and, and what my um, salary history was in the past, you know, I was expecting, I'm going to make it up. Let's, let's use a basic number. Let's say you're expecting 100, 120,000 a year, mm -hmm. right? And you ended up getting an offer for 105. And you're like, oh, wow, you know, I wanted my base to be 120. I would come back and say, well, I've typically had 120,000 a year. You know, obviously, uh, I'd like to understand what the full package is, if you can explain that to me, because it's a little bit lower than I expected. Right. Yeah. So how, how would you, great. how would, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that exactly, uh, exactly. I would put it that way from a professionally, uh, professional communication. In addition to that, taking a step back, before you get the actual amount, usually what I recommend people uh, when I coach them is make sure you get a ballpark of what that job uh, ask is or job deliverables mm -hmm. are. So typically during your first interview, which is your phone screen interviews usually, 
I would subtly ask the HR manager or your hiring manager, whoever is doing your phone screen, to give you a ballpark of the range for that position. And personally, I would not even go on the next step if the range is completely out of whack, right? Mm -hmm. So for example, if they say, oh, the range for this position is uh, 90 to 110, and then in your mind, you're already currently at 150, there's no way on you know on planet Earth they're going to move you to that unless it's like some type of a, a crazy uh, thing that has a huge bonus component and there's a sales role and responsibility. So when they tell you that, obviously don't waste your time going through the full process just because you're desperate or you just want to go in through the interview process. I would I agree. I would try and find another opportunity. So what that helps to you do is you don't have a sticker shock when they send you a formal offer letter. Right, because you already knew that it was going to be within the range. Now, like to Jeremy's point, if it's been the range, which seems like in this case, like 105 to your expectation is 120, so it doesn't seem too off. So there's definitely opportunity to negotiate, and always, always start negotiation after you get a formal offer. Don't get into the negotiation before you get it, because then you don't have anything to negotiate. You have right? no leverage. You have no, no leverage. leverage. Exactly. If they, if they want you, they want you. If they don't, yeah. then what the hell? Are they? Yeah. Yeah, and don't quit your job until you actually sign up for this new job. Like there has been instances yeah. where people got I just really excited, they quit the job. Yeah. <laughs> quit quit okay. the job and then they're like uh, and now like, oh no, what what uh, I have no I have no job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when you look at that, when you look at that offer, look at everything, ask a ton of questions. If you're at a big enough company and they give you stock grants, ask about the stock grants, how long they vest. If there's a commission Ask about the commission, um, what it takes to reach that commission. Are you under a personal plan, a team plan, a department plan? You know, how often does the company or team or department or whatever hit that goal so you can expect how much um, commission to get or bonus? Because imagine if the company hasn't hit their goal in two years, I would say no, I just take back your bonus. I'll take more base salary all day long. Right. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you have I to agree. know exactly what you're asking for. Cool. Okay. So you got the offer, you signed it. Now let's say you quit your job, your other job. Now let's quickly talk about that. You quit your other job. How do you quit that job and still make friends with the people that you used to work with? Cause that's a big deal. That is a huge deal. And I think that's, and I'm pretty sure, like, you know, for both Jeremy and us, it's our relationship with our past coworkers, our past managers, our past employers has been one of the fundamental things, uh, has been one of the fundamental things that has allowed us to find new opportunities. Uh, seems like I'm having some connection issues here. Oh, you're good now. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, what I was saying is, Absolutely what Jeremy said, your relationship with your former employer or formal boss or manager or their boss is one of the most fundamental thing that you're going to need in your career. You boomerang back to those people. Yeah, exactly. And your opportunities yes. in life could also come from those people. Uh, and that's been the case for me, like 70% of all opportunity that came yes. to me was from past relationships. Exactly. Same uh, here. Yeah, Same so, here. exactly. So, so make sure you don't burn the bridges uh, be very polite be very uh professional provide them the information hey look you know i really enjoyed working with you guys i've been a fantastic experience working with you um 
you know, I really look forward that our paths will cross at some point of time. And uh, it's a, I'm with a very sad and emotional state. I'm, you know, I have to yeah. submit. Don't walk out, leave people with tons of work to do, show them the finger and say adios and all that stuff. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Don't yeah. do that. And the thing is, be nice. Work with your manager to put together an exit plan to make exit sure plan. that exactly. them everything you need. Okay. So you've walked out, you've made friends with everybody, you start your new job. On your first day, this is my recommendation and Samir's recommendation. Um, everybody has a different personality. Everybody has a different approach, right? Don't go in and be hardcore the first day. You don't want to have a very strong Don't conquer the world. <laughs> don't, you don't need to conquer the world on the first day. You don't yeah. need to conquer the world on the first week. You don't need to conquer the world in the first 30 days. You have time. If you've never worked there, you don't know what's going on. How the hell are you exactly. supposed to know what's going on if you've never worked there? Yeah, so, and I think that is yeah. along the same lines, what I would say is don't try to sabotage your new relationship right on the first day by showing you how badass you are. You know, granted that you may be awesome and you want to show them, like, hey, awesome, you are, let's go deliver. You know, you're already excited to do a lot of cool things for the company. But keep in mind that company may already be doing a lot of cool things that you may not be aware of. Uh, so it's very, very important for uh, for you to keep that in mind and how that will take into consideration your responsibility, your accountability, and how you're going to be collaborating with other people to deliver as a collective team. Yes. Uh, it's very important. So you don't go in and you don't sit there and say, hey, I've got these great ideas from my old job. Let's start doing these. The first thing someone's going to tell you is, okay, great. <laughs> and, and they're going to look at you like that person, right? And then yeah. you, you don't want to be that person. So my recommendation is go in there, be helpful. Ask a ton of questions, write down a ton of notes. Ask to look at the data. If you're a digital marketer, look at the data. Look at the, uh, the statistics. Go learn about every single product. Go learn at the historical data for the past year and the past three years and know what's going on. And if you can easily go in there and do that, then you can actually start talking. Help out with projects. Help to do tactical work. Don't go in and expect to do strategy on your first week. Right. It does, exactly. it, they, they're it looking can. for low-hanging fruits, low, you know, low-hanging yes. fruits, early bins, uh, all of that kind of stuff um, in your first week. That's what you need to shoot for. Exactly. It just doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. So it, Okay, so you're, you've been there for a week. You've been there for two weeks. You started to help out. Um, it, you started to help out with different projects. You started to help out uh, with understanding what's working, what's not working. And after about two weeks or so, you finally have that manager, uh, that meeting with your manager, right? And Samir and I talk about it all the time. Samir is actually the master at this stuff. We talk about this idea of presenting them with a 30, 60, 90 day plan. So what is that? That's great. Uh, 30, 60 day, 90 day plan is basically what are you going to try to do in your first 90 days over there? And my usual recommendation is the first 30 days is about learning the business. It is not, and a lot of people mistakenly think that the first 30 days I'm going to show how awesome I am. It is not about that. First 30 days about understanding how things work, who's who, who holds the power. If it's a larger organization, you need to get a sense of 
who has the power cubicle and you know who's the one that you need to connect with the right people that you want to go talk to understand the company culture collaborate yes. and build relationship with the peers uh, with your direct reports if you're going to have some direct reports and there were direct reports your boss and their boss uh, building the the spider web if you may in all different direction so that you are connected you know how things are going on you have a sense of uh, understanding of who do you go to when you have uh, a certain issue and also getting yourself up to speed on all the systems and processes right all the technology they have all the processes they have uh, everything that you need to get access to get your job done so that's what your 30 days need to look like and uh, in addition to that what you also want to do is you want to analyze your deliverables and analyze what you need to deliver for the next for this year or the next year but don't overpromise but don't overpromise yeah and as a part of that let's say if you are specifically focused on a program in digital marketing right you want to go optimize a program that's what you're hired for your responsibility is to go do an analysis of the program in my past life uh, when i was in the program management role a long time ago one of the things that i did is i immediately went to the company and analyzed the full program and i provided a presentation to the to my boss to help them understand what is the you know what's the value of the program how are we doing it what is the cost per acquisition yeah. metric look like what does the conversion look like what are the opportunity areas so that is a good thing to do it's not like you're telling people that hey this program is broken it's more about like hey let's talk about you know have some insights in this area opportunity uh, and this is what the opportunity is yeah so what you're doing is you're not also creating an opportunity by only coming back and saying yeah, this program's broken. You should just cut it all together. Obviously not. You're not going right. in there and saying, hey, um, the tools that you're using are crap. You need to go and bring in new tools. You have to evaluate everything for what you have today, understanding their current budget, current resources. When you look at it, the three things Samir and I focus on are people, process, and technology, right? Mm -hmm. Understand who are the people working on it and what are they, what are they individually doing, right? If it's you, what roles do you individually have and what are you responsible for for your program? The process. What are your current processes today? Are they efficient or inefficient? If they're inefficient, how can you make them more efficient? What can you do to make them better, right? And if you want to introduce new processes, hey, bring in new processes, but show the opportunity. Show the opportunity for growth, for ROI, return on ad spend, you know, whatever metric, customer lifetime value, anything you want to bring in, right? Yeah. And the third one is technology. Assess the technology. If you want to bring in a new technology, you go and you say, hey, I'd like to look at a new technology. Here's one that I really liked in my past, but here's a few we should talk to. Here's the cost. Here's everything and so on. Don't just come in and mandate because it just doesn't work. And if you're in a high enough role, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but no, I agree. Yeah. So that's a 30, 60, 90 day plan. Typically what usually happens, Samir, when, when you do present a 30, 60, 90 to a manager and the, and the first answer I want you to give me is when they're not expecting to see you create one of those. Uh, yeah. And I think there, so this is where I would like to spend a lot of time on the first 30 days, understanding the business and understanding the people. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. A lot of cases, people may think us, it is a status quo. I'm going to go into the organization and then do a lot of cool stuff and deliver a lot of plans and all these things. The first thing you need to do is you need to I talk to your manager and understand and build a rapport with them. 
the only person that you really want to build the solid rapport with, if it requires, is your manager and their manager. Mm -hmm. So when you set up a meeting, I asked them very specific questions. I was like, you know, what does your work style look like? Uh, you know, how do you prefer working? How do you prefer making decisions? Do you like to get all the information at your fingertips to make decisions? Or do you just want a quick update? A lot of cases, people like full information. They're very detailed. In some cases, they don't. They're busy. Their calendar is full. They just want to know quickly what are the four or five things that really matters and how are you going to help them make the decision. Send them a weekly update. Send them a weekly update. You know, the other thing that you want to understand is their behavior. Like, how do they want to collaborate with you? Do they want to you to be there every morning and you know, just show up your face to them and have an in-person communication? Or do they prefer text messages or email, a quick update on what's going on? Do they want at the end of the day for you to connect with them in person and let them know how the day went by? Or their preferences to let them know by an email or just to give them a quick update by a text? I have worked with many different people, many different leaders. Everyone is different. Don't assume that, oh, my previous boss liked a detailed email every single day at the end of the day. So I'm going to do that because it was awesome. He liked it. The new boss may not like it completely. And we're like, why are you wasting my time? Right? It doesn't make sense. Same thing in the weekly update. Some people prefer the weekly update. Some people like to get an ad hoc update when the things happen. Uh, you know, some of my bosses, they want a real-time update on what's happening. They want to be copied in all the messaging. Some people are like, no, don't bother me. My inbox is exploding. So there are so many different nuances in how you understand your boss, how you understand uh, their their core requirements, their behavior. And also the other side, their meeting preferences. Do they like to meet for every single thing? Or they like quick email updates? Some bosses do like to meet. They want to get a full download of everything and they want to set up a time on the calendar and they prefer meeting. Some bosses are not going to like that. Some They're like, no, I don't like to meet every day now and then. I'm just going to probably do one meeting. Uh, some of the other thing is your professional attitude. Like some people mm -hmm. like you coming late to work and leaving late. Some people like to you to be there on time. And they have like this uh, Monday morning uh, catch up and huddle that you have to be there on time for. Uh, so pay attention to those. Uh, what's their preference for vacation? Do they allow you to take and use all the vacation at one point of time or do they prefer you to break them out in chunks? Uh, so these are very, I know like a lot of these things may seem like a housekeeping item thing. But believe me, your bosses take these things seriously. And that reflects to ultimately your performance and your engagement with the boss and the company. Exactly. No, you, you, you spoke about a ton of stuff. It's hard to add. <laughs> it's hard to really add to that. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's just feel it out. Like I said, I, I have a big personality. When I go in and I start a new job, I have to refrain myself. You know, mm -hmm. I have to go in and say, don't go in. Don't be too big. You know, don't go in and, and try to throw out a thousand new ideas about how you can change the world. Hold off. Wait, right. wait six months and then you can go in and start doing that. But um, if they want you to be a change agent and your job is a change agent, then go change as many things as possible. But if you're paid to be an analyst, if you're paid to be a program manager, if you're paid to be a digital lead for a few different programs, you know what to do. You know, we're not the people that are listening to this podcast. It's it's not rocket science. It's not like we're telling you something you don't know already. We're just saying, hey, this is what we've seen as a best practice for us. This is what we've seen starting new jobs and different things. But you know, in the digital marketing world, it's hard to really go in and make a suggestion to a manager. If somebody works for me and they make a suggestion without looking at the data and really understanding the nuances of the company. I'm just going to kind of laugh internally. I'm not going to laugh out loud, but I'm going to say, well, 
how are you going to make all these suggestions if you've never once looked at our data? You don't know any, you yeah. don't know anything about our company. It's really hard, you know, to believe what you're saying when you've never even looked at it. All you're saying is, Hey, I got all these great ideas that I took from my old job. Well, why did you leave your old job? Why did you leave? Yeah. <laughs> why did you leave your old job? Yeah, there could be. Yeah, you don't want to go into those types of gray areas, right? When then you're like, yeah. you're already here. You know, whatever happened in the previous job is a done deal. Don't reference. That's a very good point that Jeremy brought up. Yeah. And I have seen people like who in my team, they come and they always keep talking about their previous company. And that's not a good thing to do. Neither good nor bad. Like, you know, you can bring up like, hey, I thought, you know, you may want to reframe that into the context. So you want to say, instead of saying, oh, in the previous company, we used to do that. Or like, no, no, this is not a previous company. Instead of doing that, what you just said is, I think, in my opinion, if you do it this way, then it might produce a different result. Completely different frame of reference. And that puts people's, you know, that sparks people's interest, that creates curiosity that makes you feel that you're the expert uh, and it's not like you're bringing in on your old baggage and then trying to dump in this completely different organization. No, I completely agree. I mean, that's, it's obviously, yeah, it's a big point. I mean, it's just one of those things to where be yourself, but be aware of other people. The last thing you want is to, is to build a stigma um, with the people that you're working with real quick that man, this new guy, it's kind of a pain in the ass. Right. <laughs> I know. And then they start withholding information from you. So that's the last thing you want. Okay. So we talked about um, the follow-up email. We talked about, uh, you know, the, the communication until you get it. We talked about the offer and negotiating the offer. Then we talked about day one. Then we talked about interacting with people. Then we talked about the 30, 60, 90 day plan. I mean, after that, it's just one of those things that, you know, there's not really much more to add, you know, to this podcast with regards to that, because you're in the role, you've made it. And, and, and I guess with regards to that, one of the things Samir and I like to say is try, in the digital marketing world, try to stay in a job for at least two years. You know, I have a lot of, at know, least uh, minimum. yeah, people that I've worked with um, or even people that I help mentor that ask me, you know, hey, really hate my boss, really hate what I do. You know, I've only been here just under a year. What do I do? And the first yeah. thing I say, is stick it out, stick it out. Um, I have one friend who, um, who was looking uh, to leave the job and I said, stick it out. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, after a while she wanted to leave and then things changed, things got for better. And she, she was really happy. She stuck it out because now she has a better opportunity because they put her in a new role with a higher pay because she was the last man standing kind of thing. Yeah. And that's a great really point nice. again, uh, because what usually ends up happening is the, you know, my boss is and not great is could be a temporary thing. Now, not always, there are circumstances that we literally do not want to work for certain types of people. And, you know, which I call it like toxic people. And you definitely have to either get rid of the toxic people. And if they're not going to get out of that organization, but in certain cases, if you have some communication problem with your boss, some arguments, you know, some uh, misunderstanding, those are the situations we're human being, we can solve it with the professional uh, inputs, right? We can get in the room and say, hey, look, you know, it seems like we are not connected on certain areas and there seems to be some gap in our communication or what have you. Uh, you know, let's go put it on the table. Let's understand what the differences are. Let's resolve it. That's what human beings do. That's how we grow. Yeah. 
and that is the reason why it's very important to be patient to have the balance of your emotional intelligence and make sure that you're displaying those characteristics in the organization and not allowing to get carried away by your emotions or yourself uh, and you know putting everything ahead of uh, your current professionalism yeah and that will help you in the long run when you stick it out in the company and stay there and things will change you know if you don't like your boss your boss will be someone else in future you know the boss will find another opportunity they'll go to a different company a different if your boss is really not bad something's going to happen eventually to that boss everybody else will know it right everything will everyone moves right so i think that's what you have to keep in mind now, obviously this is not pertaining to situation where we literally have a toxic working environment we have a really bad boss that you don't think it's going to get worse uh, i would say get out of there immediately uh, but other than that, I keep patient, keep chugging along and working and you'll grow and learn. Yeah. So we always say at least two years when you're looking at a resume and you yes. want to hire somebody, it's at minimum two years at a job in the digital marketing world, you know, minimum two years, it's, 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 it's acceptable, right? Especially in with the younger generations. Um, I would say if, if, if you were to leave a job under two years, right around a year, the only reason maybe I would justify it is if you got a really good job, a better job. Like if you were recruited out into a really good job and it was just a, like a opportunity of a lifetime mm -hmm. to leave. That's, I think that's cool. If it was just about a year, I mean, everybody's different. It depends, it depends on the hiring manager, but like, let's say you're going from a mid-sized blah company and all of a sudden one of the big top 50 firms, big publicly traded, like let's say Apple, Right. Let's say you're working for a smaller tech company, right? And all of a sudden you, you get hired on or Apple wants to hire you to come in or Google or one of those big ones or Adobe. Right. And they're like, man, I got a lifetime opportunity. opportunity. Yeah. Opportunity of a lifetime. Go for it. Go for it. Right? I agree. It. Yeah. So it's, it's tough. So let's finish with this before um, we talked about, okay, so let's go full circle again. Right make sure we, we close up this series. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so we st first start talking about using the resources you have, the people you know, LinkedIn, a great resume to get a job, right? Samir and I talked about the idea that when you get a job, it's a lot of it's people you know, right? Who you know, it's not yeah, always what you know. It is. It's one of like a thousand people. And, 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 and it's funny, like you say that, Jeremy, because when I talk to people and they, you know, some of the people and I looked at some of the forums and uh, in the Glassdoor reviews, uh, they, for some reason, there's kind of a bad label to the idea of who you know. People think, oh, no, I'm so great at this. You know, I did everything. This company is all about who you know. Dude, every company is about who you know. Tell me Everybody. one company. Yeah, tell me one company where it's just about, oh, you did this awesome thing. No, it is about, like, this is how you grow in the organization. And I want to put this out very clearly, especially to the millennials. If you are joining the workforce, if you're in the workforce, you're finding in the, so millennials, and I've studied millennials a lot, and millennials have, are different from the Generation X and from the baby boomers. And the, the fact that they're different, they're very collaborative. They in colleges and universities, there's no concept of when you do a project, it's a concept of collaboration. There's no leadership. There's no management. So they're grown to be leader-free in a way that they can all be responsible citizens and humans and collaborate with each other and get things done. And everyone has an area that they want to work on. 
which is a great thing that they can bring to the organization. But in organizations, still the structure is top-down leadership. And it is important to connect and meet and collaborate with the right type of people. Calling a bad label to who you know concept is not going to work in corporate America or any corporate citizenship across the world. Um, so be careful when you post the reviews in glass doors and you say, oh, this organization is all about who you know. Every organization is about who you know. It doesn't matter how small it is, how big it is. You have to deliver your capability, your core, you know, your business ethics and your professionalism, your program management skills. Those are important. But in addition to that, you have to establish professional relationship with people. Very important. The last three big jobs that I've had are all about somebody that I knew. Yeah, it, absolutely. I, I would 100% agree with my case as well. And, and, and we're not talking like low-level jobs. We're talking, you know, management or director senior level. Senior level, yes. These are senior leadership positions. jobs. It's yeah. all about somebody you know because they know how you work. They, It's... Okay. Yeah. We got, we, we got that right. We hit the nail on the head. <laughs> got it. We got it right in the head. Okay. All about who, you know, to get the job, LinkedIn, use LinkedIn, make your resume good. Remember we talked about, there's no perfect length to a resume. It's what you feel demonstrates you the best, right? You don't have to use any specific format. Use something that demonstrates you the best, put it out everywhere. There's, there's no such thing as a really high conversion rate on applications unless you're really that good, right? You got to put out a lot of feelers. Um, then we talked about landing the interview. We talked about what to wear, what not to wear. Samir talked about don't wear really distracting perfume or cologne. <laughs> you know, yeah. If you're a develop, if you're a developer, you got to bathe. I'm sorry, it's funny, but you, you got to <laughs> bathe. You know, you, you can't wear flip flops. You don't have to wear a suit, but you can dress nice, dress just above one. Um, what else are we talking about? Uh, yeah, this if, is the interview we're talking about. Once you're hired, yeah. then you can do whatever you want. You do whatever you want, yeah. Culture. yeah. Yeah, when you get in there, if you can't explain it, explain it with a, with a whiteboard. Go up on the whiteboard. You know, explain it. Ask a lot of questions. Use the STAR method, right? Situation, task, action, result. Um, be sure to respond back and say, is this what you meant? dig deeper, make sure you ask those closing questions. I mean, everything's there. You guys can do this stuff, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Go for it. And if you have any questions, you can always reach out to us uh, through our website, which is analytics today, podcast.com. Uh, yes. or, or you can reach out to either Jeremy Roberts on Twitter. Um, you can reach out to Samir Khan on Twitter. We're always here to help you out with any questions you may have when you're trying to find a and job or land a job. And on LinkedIn, obviously, yeah. you know, looking forward to connecting with you uh, and always looking to figure out new ways and new uh, content to help uh, people out there in the digital world, in the analytics world, in the data world uh, with all the, all the stuff that we have learned over time from our experiences. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think our next podcast, we're excited about this. We're going to start talking about digital, digital transformation. Big time. Yeah. Super excited. Yeah, there's something hot coming up, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about that as we start doing the digital transformation series uh, yes. over the course of the next few months. Uh, you know, yes. so so keep your keep your eye on your podcast app, and you know when when we start talking about digital transformation, this is something very interesting that we feel like it's very close to our heart, and I think we can we can sort of deliver some really good value and useful information to you guys. 
I wish I could play a theme song right now. It's like, <laughs> Digital Star <transition>. Wars theme. <laughs> cool. Well, this has been absolutely fantastic. Thank you again, Samir. Thank you for our audience. Keep it up. Keep the reviews. Keep everything going. Keep the uh, feedback and all that. So we're really excited, man. Cool. Great.